Alrighty. The Battle of the Bridge, mate. The Battle of the Bridge now. See, this is funny because some of those earlier games are definitely more relevant for standard. And um, we're gonna, we've already been speaking for ages, so we'll probably break this up into segments. So we'll get through them as quick as we can. Uh, I think the later the round goes on, basically it's just some rookies and a few other bits and pieces that will only be touched on, so it should be a bit quicker for these ones. Um, but we'll get into it anyway. GWS and Sydney, I thought GWS fought really well. Uh, Flynn had a great game uh, as well, just being the main ruck there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go with that. Pruce probably could have definitely helped them a little bit, put a bit of hit on, uh, do the old Willy Rioli and just try and take some people out. But um, for me, I was extremely impressed. Tom Green, I think, absolutely just smashed it. Uh, extremely elite. Looks like he's actually gotten a bit bigger playing like a mini Crips. And I hate comparing people to other players, but it just his body frame and his size uh, was already looking to be talented, but just killed it. And then when he plays like that, surely they have to just go, right, well, you've earned the right to get that role again next week and just see if that momentum continues uh, because he was extremely influential. Uh, the thing that I noticed out of this one, though, is that Cameron, the coach, came out saying that yeah, a couple of boys didn't take their preseason form in with in, in with them. And uh, that was completely talking about Cornelio and um, probably even Whitfield took some really good form in the preseason, just didn't actually transfer it over into an actual game. So I expect them to bounce back. But who are you really uh, impressed with uh, as far as, you know, all standard relevance for GWS, Swizz? Yeah, well, I get to um, see them this week because that's, the, uh, that's the Sunday afternoon game. They play my boys at the G. So I'll have a lot more knowledge about the Giants um, next week. But Tommy Green, yeah, the, the, there was rumours about Richmond were chasing him, so they've got to give him the role in there. In massive breakout vibes about this kid, so I'll know a lot more watching him closely this week. Timmy Taranto, um, I know a, f a few started with him, and a few were in the burn list. It was on my burn list from last year. Um, had a little bit more of that uh, midfield role, and the, the, the hard thing with the Giants is they've got so many, like Kelly's gone 116. We talk about Taranto, we talk about Green. Hopper's sort of come out a little bit more this week and you know Cornelio so I think it's going to be a horse for courses different weeks different matchups teams are going to lock down on different players uh so so they're a bit Cameron's not as bad as Bevo but he definitely you know as you found out about Jelly last year um you know on any given week he can send some player forward if they get an injury or how or maybe this week they'll do something different because toby green usually kills us so i wouldn't be surprised if this is the week taranto plays more forward um so i, I love the giants players i think there's some really good ones uh, i would love to have kelly on my side i only have canelio and whitfield from their team but i don't have any confidence in their coach to pick some of those other guys because I think it'll be until Toby comes back and then when Toby does come back he usually gets himself rubbed out or does something stupid anyway so I don't know how their lineup's going to match up each week and even Flint like a lot of people picked Bruce at R2 or had him at R3 with English or done some stuff there I don't think Bruce might even play this week again after Flint's performance and Richmond's not really the ruck um, contest that they might do two rucks so there's a big chance Proust doesn't play this week and Flynn it just becomes a week by week if Flynn comes out and dominates again he probably plays the following week if he doesn't then Proust comes in so yeah I think they'll keep us guessing and I, and I really don't want a bar of too many other Giants players at the moment I think they probably play Flynn this week to be honest um, just because with Green out I think they could use a little bit more of a presence 
uh, up forward and Flynn definitely Bruce provided or... a nice, oh, sorry, Bruce uh, provided a nice leading target as well in the Amy series. So I think they'll use him and get that chop out sort of in the ruck to try and get some dominance. But uh, I'm not sure about his scoring potential. We will see. But I think he was good at the lead-up option that they could really use. Um, also touching on Tom Green as well, 17 contested possessions out of his 31, really even ratio from his kicking. Kicked a couple of pivotal goals, which actually sort of, you know, really helped dominate them, uh, particularly in that, that second half or first half, should I say. So for me, he's his awkward price, obviously 430. But if someone did happen to pull a miracle out, a third-year breakout, isn't it? So I think it's the the Clary kind of type if the role's there. Uh, he's definitely someone that could actually keep some good form rolling. 164 Supercoach is just absolutely ridiculous. So um, I like him, and I guess we'll keep an eye on him in the future. Um, yeah, and they, they, they had this game halfway through the third quarter, and then the oh. Luke Parker show happened, and even Heaney. But Lukey Parker, is he one of the greatest footballers? Most under, one of the most underrated. Underrated. If he played, like naturally we always say, he's in a Victorian club where the media's on, yeah, and that he would be spoken about so much uh, more. If what, he played for Carlton that? or Collingwood, he'd be a life Absolutely. member already. Would be, and that is so good, and that's why he got the 167. Don't go out trading for Lukey Parker next week because um, it's just it's just not a good move. But uh, the the big one from them was uh, Mr. Heaney. Um, I don't know, a few people yeah. started. Sort of a little bit worried about the preseason. Kicked a couple late too, you know, as well. I think, and well, Henny always had that potential and the role, and he was still scoring fairly well. But once he put the game out of reach, basically the the game impact and the scaling, he just went absolutely gangbusters. A one forty one um, super coach priced at what is he four fifty four? So around the others, but again with all the value in the forward line, I can't. I don't think many are starting with three premium forwards because you have. So much value in that forward line. And if you did have him, then kudos, but you probably missed out on the Butters this week. You know, like obviously scored more this week than Butters or or Dunkley would be, you know, based, uh, so scored more than him as well this week. But it's kind of horses for courses. Uh, I think Haney did well, and I'm still looking at him over for the future. Um, but I was very impressed with Haney this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. And but he his score gets boosted that little bit. That first goal, always first goal gets you boosted that little bit more. And then he kicked that that important goal. Like he kicked one of those later goals in the last quarter, like two back to back, sorry, which blew the game. So yeah, he's scaling naturally. Um, oh, first quarter, yeah, last quarter, scaling is ridiculous. Uh, absolutely yep. off the charts. So yeah, so we, we know set the game up. He's a, he, he's got probably the best body in footy. He looks like a fa- like he just is a fantastic player, but we know Heaney any given week can come out and do sixty as well. So this this is what you get with Isaac, and that it's not a consistent. It's not he's not and it shows he's not playing pure midfield that we were hoping. He is still playing that forward role, pushing up. So yeah, he's had his twenty five. He's kicked his important goals, but yeah, this week it's a different week. Like who did we say they got Geelong, and then I think Geelong. Yeah, so, so the next and if Stuart plays. Yeah, yep. next two if Stuart plays on him, yeah, if Stuart plays on him, matches him in the air, and you know, and can also like you know float off and get his own intercepts and stuff like that. So it'll be an interesting one for me. Um, I didn't really see too much of it because I think this was when it was kicking in towards near the Lions playing. So I watched a little bit of it uh, at a mate's house as well. So Mills obviously eighty four, um, but again, when you had you know Robot and Perform Florent come out with an absolute killer. Um, Hickey held his own. Parker just dominated five goals. Won't get that every week. So um, further down think, the list, mate. There's there's one name there who scored fifty four that a lot of people were McInerney. 
Oh yes. yeah, you were looking too, I think. And I was, Chris I and admit, he hurt himself. Copped a knock. Copped a knock as well. Jake Lloyd out. This is uh, this is McInerney's backline, and was not the case at all, mate. So, um, you know, it, uh, and even Campbell, you know, like they had an opportunity there to set the world on fire, but um, yeah, didn't. it was actually more the lizard um, doing things. Yeah, and I saw actually Which... pop up in a couple of teams. Yeah, shout out to Zane as well because Zane was talking about basically, well, he was saying Lloyd wouldn't score as much because a lot of the ball is going through Lizard. Um, this was seen that when you know Lloyd's not even there, then Lizard definitely, as far as meters, gained impact. Um, so shout out to you, Zane, mate. Really good call there. Uh, what on for your boys, obviously, catching up. Um, and the issue is, well, yeah, McInerney, I think, had a, a bit of a knee knock, so they hope he's okay. But uh, I think it was a bit of a knock on knees in the last 30 seconds, so hopefully that's all right there. Dylan Stevens, 59. You know, uh, for an expensive expect- price. What yeah, but for expected? you would have surely you hope for a bit more than a fifty nine no, that, though. That's what we thought. Exactly yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Go. That's what I mean. It's um, if they really get on the end of a team, he might get a bit more. Um, but you know, I mean, it's probably around that point, and he's only getting you a few more points than a guy forty thousand cheaper at this point. So, uh, again, keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, the real interesting one is Kennedy thirty five. Um, either he's not playing his new role, I think. So maybe it's just didn't work out, not his day, or he just didn't adapt very well to his new role. Um, but he's definitely someone to watch for even draft leagues. Um, could get him cheap <laughs> um, and just keep an eye on him there. Well, yeah, but then you're hoping, I think, more the injury because they want Robottom, you know, Florent, the Mills. It's a, it's a new age and that. They've still got Parker yep. as the experienced guy. It had to happen at some point. So I, I think Kennedy's not even that relevant for drafts anymore, mate. Just... Yep, and even Warner obviously had COVID, so he'll be back in as well, and he's a yeah. big part of that midfield. So I expect, you know, Florent probably to get a little bit less of the pie this one around. Robottom will probably even play, you know, second fiddle to Warner. Warner is just an absolute pit bull, uh, and they thrive on players like that in their, in their midfield. So um, I do rate it there. I'm just trying to say, I don't think there's much more no, relevancy it, there. No, Lucky Ash shut the bed. And that's it. Golden, maybe Golden going down the track. Yeah, it's a forward. But it's probably more as a draft thing if you can try yeah, it to would be. him. But oh, McCartan. We him, need but... to talk about McCartan. Paddy oh, yeah. McCartan. Yeah, um, Mate, got did a you 70. Start of the game when he's, um, his brother presented him his jumper. That I did see the footage. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that did set. Could make that, tear up that. That one with the Doherty one, probably the two best moments of the weekend, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just one of the things that you like to see, those comeback stories, and, and you know, not enough people have the resilience these days. Um, it's hard life sometimes, and to show that resilience and that perseverance and to keep through, those are the little nice stories in football that you kind of you hope that they're successful. Uh, 157K for Paddy McCartan. Um, Horse actually came out saying, you know, obviously people need to remember this is his first game of football as a defender. And he felt, also felt that he got better as the game went on, as did some of his other players. And I think it's just kudos to him that the more the game went on, he kind of settled into it a little bit more. And Horse was happy with how he played, you know, as the game unfolded. So to go score a 70 there, I think is absolutely great. Uh, the more exposure he gets playing in that defensive line, I think the better he will. He actually gave away, I think, a couple of frees. So for me, I'm happy to have him on field getting that 70, has that swing position, basically hoping he gets through to round six until some of these other guys actually gets, you know, Dacos can go into defense and then provide some of that flexibility, et cetera. So um, definitely I think if he goes all this week, everyone should have him in their team. Otherwise, who the fuck do you have in defense? 
uh, 68% of teams. So, again, a very safe pick. I just, fingers crossed, touch wood, that he has a, a good go of it. So it's... And, and he's DDPP, so if we do get McGovern, um, for those who are keeping him, and he, and he does look like that, you know, it's perfect swing there. So, yeah, you should have Patty in that side. 